Hey everyone. Hey everybody, what's going on? We're back again. We are back. Yeah, hoping everybody's doing fabulously. Yeah. Hopefully. But yeah. But uh, yeah, Tim had just given me the news, and actually I need to grab some grab some headlines quick or grab some uh, news quick. But Tim just told me that the uh, uh, for the uh, uh, underwater vessel that was the uh, basically a miniature tourist submarine to take uh, people to see the uh, Titanic. They're, they've only found um, uh, explorers, well, not explorers, rescuers have only found like fragments. Rubble. So, yeah, chances are, I would imagine that means. Um, You're dead. Yeah. Chances yep. are. Yep. They're dead. Which is a shame. Yeah. Look at that. It says passenger died instantly in catastrophic implosion. Okay. There you go. Catastrophic implosion. Again, like you're saying. It's it in front of the Titanic. Yeah, I mean. Like I said, I don't know. So they there's found, something yeah. about there's something about um, the uh, they didn't take it seriously. Yeah, I agree. Like if you're going down something like that, you're just going to trust somebody, and it just seemed like a fucking tourist trap, you know? Yeah, good way to put it. Um, but it's something I see this that um, the um, the aunt it said a passenger's aunt. I'm going to guess this is it looks like the 18 year old aunt. Uh, she had said that uh, he was terrified for the which, trip. Which one? It looks like it's the picture. If I'm getting the, a picture right, it looks like this was probably the 18-year-old who went with his dad. Yeah. I've, but the aunt had said that he was terrified. And James Cameron had said he felt it in his bones when saw that it, that the uh, um, submarine was lost. They couldn't get a hold of it. He said he felt it in his bones that they were gone. Yeah. And I see that this is something. Hindustan Times is saying, too. I said this a couple of days ago. Submersible deaths, a submersible deaths similar to 1912 disaster. There are certain things that are the same. Like you, you'd said um, when uh, they uh, basically the uh, I'm not sure what exactly the term is for it. The on the on land ones who are supposed to control uh, where it went. Right. Uh, they when they couldn't get a hold of the people in the submarine. They didn't report it for eight hours. Yeah. And I said, huh, reminds me of the Titanic. Right, right. It's not exactly the same thing, but it's kind of like this, like, hey, you shouldn't go out there. No, we should because we're going to, you know, this is going to be good. This is going to make us look good. Like, no, it, it's really not. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and it's a painful twenty twenty, just yeah. like for this. But just, wow. It's crazy. But, um, you know. Very sad. Yeah, but they it said is. somebody, I, agree. I think somebody um, on it was related to somebody on the original Titanic that was in first class. Oh, I didn't that. know that. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I did not know that. Yeah. Mm. That's so sad, though. It is. I agree. Mm. Very yeah. sad. And I'm sure they're just starting to get to, uh, there's somebody going to have to be paying for it. Yeah. I mean, literally, it's like, true. I can, um, like, uh, actually make monetary payment for it or both monetary and like going to jail. Yeah. You might be right. Um, I mean, I'm not sure if jail would be it. Cause I mean, it's, yeah, this was a massive screw up that cost five lives. I'm not sure if, technically that's even criminal? though they signed but even though they signed they signed waivers, waivers they did and it mentioned death like five or six times in it there you go but it doesn't matter when you um uh when a, a billionaire yeah is killed and these are billionaires it's true and most of them are some of them are just millionaires but oh, when, okay. when I those didn't know that. when those people those wealthy when those wealthy people like that die Someone's going down. Yeah, I think you're right. Someone's going down, and someone's um, getting sued big time, and yeah, probably. Um, yeah, all of it. Mm, just wow. I mean, it's a shame. It's and it was something you could hear, like reading about it and seeing videos, the excitement of like, oh look, look what we did. We have this now, and how easy it was to put this together. We use we use game controls to control where it goes. And it's built with pieces we could buy off the shelves, literally right off shelves. This is a sign of how that did not work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, 
just um it's very sad yeah it is just wow but you know hopefully they'll learn from it hopefully so that's all you can do that's true i'm sure they'll learn from it like cameron you know james cameron he when he went down he's fucking triple checked and yeah you know and he didn't go he went down in a regular underwater underwater submarine like this he went down in a vessel that has been used for this many times before so it was and he had that reverence and that respect yeah he did like he went down there for specific reasons not to just go gawk exactly and these, whether these whether people went like, down to gawk exactly and whether you like the movie the titanic or not watching the titanic it very much shows a reverence for the people yeah. who died yeah it's true it absolutely well i hated the movie well did you actually watch it there's definitely reverence he's not this is not just silliness and oh look at this it's a romance like no there's there's very much reverence for the people who yeah, no, the I, this. I agree there's reverence mm -hmm. but um Okay, I'm going to put the wash in the dryer. All right. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's definitely a reverence yeah. to it. It just, um, I don't know. It's just very sad that, you know, again, that poor kid, you know, um, is the kind of the, um, uh, the um, real victim, I think, um, as far as, um, um, you know, everybody else had their own kind of like wherewithal to make those decisions to go. But this poor kid is probably just like, you know, his dad, like his dad was pushing him into going maybe. And this kid, what the fuck does he know? He's a kid, 18 year old kid that, again, my father's smart enough. You know, he's a billionaire. And even though most kids that, Fathers aren't billionaires, they think they're smart enough, but, you know, um, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and even just thinking, too, like you said, he's a kid. Yeah, 18 years old, technically he's not a kid, but 18 years old, you're still a kid. Yeah. Definitely. So I'm sorry to hear that, and uh, sending love and uh, condolences to family members of those lost. Yeah. I read something briefly. I didn't read the whole thing, but. What's that? Just the headline of something like, um, I, somebody wants to charge somebody um, about um, about the whole rescue effort. How so? I don't know. I get a find okay. article, and I'm sure um, it'll come up again. But they're basically like, no, we're not going to pay. Ah. Uh. Which kind of fucked up, but yeah, you know, I, again, you gotta, I gotta read the whole story. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be something that, to say. Um, yeah, like, it sounds like there's a lot of uh, missing pieces to that story. I would imagine so. Well, on a happier note, yeah. uh, I see something here. This was, um, uh, there were hundreds of dogs that showed up at a parade for a man's 100th birthday. Aww. This is a man in California, and this happened on June 17th. He happy it was for a parade for a man who turned 100 years old in California. Let me see where in California. But it was a celebratory dog parade. Aww. And I was saying, using the Nextdoor app, family members had asked people to dress up their dogs and join them in a parade to honor. Aww. Oh, San Jose. That's where it was. I know we have uh, some, We I know we have a regular, new regular yeah. listener from San Jose, so that's cool. Uh, but this is uh, for Dr. Robert Moore's 100th birthday. Um, but yeah, apparently hundreds of dogs attended the event, including pups with disabilities, pulling carts. Oh, that's adorable. Those in cowboy hats. Yes. And some dressed in tuxedos. That is amazing. Yeah. Now, uh, Moore, Dr. Moore's daughter, her name is Allison, had said that she was only expecting about 20 to 30 mm. dogs to show up for the canine loving retired dean from uh, San Jose State University. But over 100, no, this says over 200 dogs. <laughs> so That's cool. amazing. It says Dr. Moore has always loved dogs. Well, maybe uh, it was the dogs and the owners. Wait, you mean over? If there was 100 dogs, maybe there was just 100 ugly owners. 
Oh, that's so, <laughs> so mean. That adds up to 200 dogs. That is so mean. That's not nice. Hey, I'm just trying to do the math, sweetheart. Are you actually trying to do the math? I am. Oh, are you just being mean? I'm not being mean. It's just saying it's a lot of awful lot of dogs for that, one. That is a lot of dogs. But wow, but there's a picture here of people brought their dogs up so Dr. Moore could pet them. Yeah, I read it. Every, he pet every single one. That is amazing. Yeah. And this says, she had said, my father, he was so touched. He pet every single dog that came through. Yeah, like you just said, every person brought the dog up to him. It was so lovely. Yeah. He had the best day petting every one of them. His granddaughter had said that, Christina Moore. Mm. Oh, look at this. Look at that happy guy. There's a video of him with his uh, with his 100th birthday cake. That is wonderful. Yeah. What a beautiful story. Yep, there's a TikTok video. Um, you can go to, let me see, uh, for TikTok, go to Carol Swag 247. And that's C-A-R-O-L-S-W-A-G 247. You can find the video on there. That is so cute. And that is so sweet. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, this says uh, that his daughter Allison was, uh, well, the whole family was so touched about how the community came together so quickly to make Moore's birthday unforgettable. Yeah. It said that the line of dogs reportedly stretched all the way around the block and down the street. Jeez. Oh, that's incredible. And it says total strangers not only brought their dogs, but gifts, including flowers, cupcakes, handmade drawings, and posters. Oh, that is so sweet. Yeah. And she said, it makes you feel wonderful about your community that people would come out and do that for your dad, who you love so much. It was really special. Oh, what a beautiful story. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That That's uplifting. Yep. I love stories like that. Same here. Now, this is, this is not good news for this. I haven't seen any update on it yet, but there was an explosion in Paris. There's a fiery oh, gas. Oh, yeah, I saw it this morning. Yeah, fiery gas explosion. It was in central Paris. Uh, it resulted in injuries to at least 29 people and drew hundreds of firefighters to the scene. Now, that's all I'm seeing with it. No more details. Now, at the very least, um, injuries, those aren't deaths. I'm sorry that there were right. those injuries, but I'm glad I have not seen anything about deaths. And I'm hoping that, stay, that stays the case. And it's a shame because Paris is such a beautiful city. But something, mm. Central Paris, it's, um, well, that's something interesting. Well, it's like when we went to uh, Germany mm -hmm. several years ago about how, well, we went to, uh, with Tim's family, to, if there's technically no East and West Germany anymore. Right. But this was still very clearly East Germany. Because for the most part, the people that we got to talk to there did not speak any English. Because when there was East and West Germany... Uh, East Germany was uh, basically run by Russia, or run by the USSR. Not well, Russia was part of it. Right. Run by the USSR. It was um, uh, communist. Communist. There you go. Um, but it was cool just getting to uh, meet people there and getting to meet, you know, uh, some of Tim's family that are actually all in Germany. Um, but uh, how we noticed him and I noticed that uh, for the most part, well, at least everywhere we went. All the buildings, all the houses and everything were literally from the 1600s. Yeah. No joke. Yeah. Not it's beautiful. Not, yeah. They were oh, well kept gorgeous. too. Yeah. And they were very well kept because they were literally hundreds upon hundreds of years old. Like it's something more than 400 years old. That's insane. And they're, they're uh, still standing and they're still, they're not just standing. They're not in ruins. Like people are living in these places. People are working in these places and no issues, which is great. Uh, Paris is very similar. Very, very yeah. similar. Yeah, it is. It's uh, so much of it. I don't know. Actually, I really don't know what uh, uh, what century. Uh, at least when I went to Paris, I was only there for literally four days. So it was a very short trip. Um, but I know everything was from the Middle Ages, too. So it's that same kind of thing where it's, um, I would imagine, for some of these, well, it's like when uh, Notre Dame uh, a few years ago had caught fire. It's the same kind of thing. This this building is hundreds of years old. Sure enough, uh, things broke down, and uh, unfortunately, fires happened. And it's I haven't seen anything. I know last I saw it was uh, in Paris. It wasn't no known whether it was a gas explosion or what it was that caused this fire. But yeah, you have uh, buildings from the Middle Ages. They they can only hold up so well. Yeah, true. Very true.
So what else? Um, I'm looking things up just a second. All right. Okay. It's another crappy day here. Cold. And it was rainy. Yeah. Oh, this is uh, this is something. Um, the former president is pleading for help from Congress as the Department of Justice is sharing the first classified documents evidence. He looks bad, so he's hoping that his uh, cronies in Congress are uh, going to help him out. Yeah. And I'd imagine his cronies are going to try to, but... But they say, uh, I mean, everyone is saying that he's definitely going to probably do some jail time. There you go. He literally stole, stole classified documents, and he's on, he's on recording showing these classified documents to people who don't have the classification. Yeah. So it's dangerous, and it's uh, and apparently there's still some document, there's still some classified documents missing. So where are those? Mm -hmm. No. So not a surprise. Yeah, I think he. And again, I think um, it was probably the whole um, what um, what his intentions were. Yeah. With all those documents. There's, there are assumptions, but we don't exactly, we don't know for 100% really certain. Know, but, There's know. a reason you would steal these documents. What was it? Yeah. Right. Because he did steal them. Yeah. They weren't his. They're still right. not his. They belong in the archives. They do. And they asked for them back. More than once. Oh. And he lied more than once that he returned them. Even Barr, his own lawyer was saying. Yeah. That's not looking good for him. Just wow. So... You know, but uh, you kind of look at it this way. Yeah. Um, if Trump uh, kind of falls by the wayside, you know who's going to pick up the slack, right? I would imagine, um, uh, what's his name from Florida? DeSantis, yeah. Yeah, which he's no better. Oh, he, he's smarter. No, but I think, I. you know what? I think Trump would be better only because he's easier to spot. DeSantis, he's like a, a used car salesman. That's a good way to put it. That, you know, at least Trump is like, you know, you could tell he was in the circus at one point. He's a, exactly, he's clown shoes. Trump but is I'm very just saying, clown shoes. He's more of a, yeah. uh, a salesman dangerous. that sells uh, suits. Oh, you look good, you look good. Oh, you yeah. get these out. You know, he's one of those used mm. car salesmen. At yeah. least DeSantis is more of like a BMW salesman, and he'll fool more people. Yeah, which is an issue. And Except he's he has, not a BMW salesman because what he sells isn't that high of quality. But, but I saying, get what you're saying. Yeah, but um, it's funny. Like I said, um, in that one picture, they have him, with his wife, and his son. Yeah. They're standing there, and the son has a, you know, a baseball glove in one hand and a baseball in the other. I guarantee that kid never threw a fucking baseball in his life, yeah, especially with his father. Yeah. If he did, it was sure, certainly was with his father. Yeah. But again, there's no dirt on him yet. Oh, but Trump will find, you know, not for nothing. Trump will get the dirt. Because yeah, Trump is desperate to do anything. No, but to I'm just saying he's that yeah. for some reason he yeah. can find dirt on anybody. Yeah. And he had said a long time ago that um, DeSantis, he has something on DeSantis that. Um, he was with at one time. He was when he was in college. He was with underage girls. Of course. And maybe even some homosexuality, homosexuality involved. There you go. Yeah. That I believe. Yeah, you're probably right. I believe. Yeah. You know, both of those scenarios. Now, keep in mind, he might have been 18. They might have been 17. Still, technically, that's against the law. That's true. But again, how old? 17. Talking like a 12 year old 17. There you go. And where was he mentally at 18 years old? Because most guys at 18 years old, you may as well be 12. Well, I'm just saying, no one, you know, no one knows, but yeah. what we do know is the people that went to uh, serve in the service with him. Yeah. And fucking hated him. Yeah, exactly. People who served in the service with him people have nothing served nice to in say. Congress about him. and, you know, and all that shit. They fucking have nothing hate him. nice to say about no. him. No. So yeah. they're like, he doesn't like people. 
yeah. straight out. Well, more than he doesn't like people, that he's just an asshole. Yeah. He doesn't talk to anybody. He doesn't try to relate to anybody. It's just more along, yeah, more along the lines of, yeah, not even just not uh, not talking to people. It's actively avoiding and uh, not interacting with any of them, which, how are you supposed to get anything done if you're not interacting? And all I'm saying is, I can't imagine, you know, when um, actually anybody going up against Biden on a fucking, you know, when they, you know, when they do the whole um, back and forth. Yeah. Fucking Biden's going to lose terribly. How so? In because a under, well, in because a against against Trump for twenty twenty, he won that debate four years ago. It's true. He's just you know he's he slowing is, down. Yeah, it's true because he's a human being. You can act I know, a while. But, you're going to, and even Robert Reich said this. No matter what, no matter how good you are, because Robert Reich has said he is doing a damn good job. But we all start to break down. That's just the way it works. Even Robert Reich has said, I've been told I should run for president. I'm too old to do it. I don't I don't have the capability, he said I and he even said too, I think Biden should run because you can only yeah. keep yourself up for so long. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, so far, even a matter of uh, about a little over a month ago, um, he did a damn good job when it came down to the debate for uh, the debt ceiling. And yeah. uh, Republicans were saying, well, uh, he and Democrats were saying, and I'm pointing out because there are videos of Republicans, the MAGA Republicans saying, oh, we're going to cut Social Security and everything is, every permanent program, we're going to have to revisit at least every five years and get rid of it and start again because Social Security costs too much and Medicare costs too much. And uh, Biden had brought up because he had all the Congress, everybody in front of him saying, no, you need to give me a debt plan because uh, he'd said here. Here's my idea of a debt plan. You're not giving me a budget. I can't do this, but here, let me give you an example. And it's one that everybody liked because it actually ended up uh, giving more, well, um, with taxes being raised for corporations, um, the, com- the country would be out of debt within 10 years, which is awesome, which would be awesome. And he said, here's my idea. Now you need to do it because I can't do this. You have to be the one to put it together and then I can sign up, let's talk. And Republicans are saying, oh, you're a communist, all of that. And um, Biden had actually said, while Congress was in front of him, well, uh, you're talking about cutting Social Security and cutting Medicare. And MAGA Republicans are shouting out at him, you're a liar. You're a liar, you communist. And, and uh, like a whole bunch of them said, well, well, wait, wait. So you're saying you're not going to cut Social Security? Everybody went silent. And you're not going to cut Medicare? Mm-hmm. Silence. He said, all right. Good. So Social Security and Medicare are off the off the off yeah. the table. Then we're keeping those. Now give me a budget and the whole thing like they uh, liar liar like nope nope you were caught. Yeah. So but, considering that was like a month ago, that was that was smooth. But uh, well, he's still he's old. How long can he last? Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we will. You know, hopefully, uh, you know. I don't think the um, you know the unions definitely will go for Biden. Unions, so, yeah. unions will not go for fucking DeSantis. No, probably not. Yeah. Especially what he did in Florida. Yeah, I agree. You know, he's holding those firefighters up. It's true. Um, he's holding the firefighters up. Who else is he holding? Exactly. Up? Yeah. Yeah. But so, let me let me guess. Unions are unnecessary be... at this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Definitely against that because yeah, Tim and I are both here. But only gonna what? They only risk their lives every day. It's true. You know. You can take a pay cut. Their widows they? won't need anything when they die. There you go. Protecting the innocent people. Yeah. They'll they'll get some kind of fucking, uh, you know, car wash going, and you can just go there and get your car washed, and proceeds will go to the widow. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Yeah. You're probably not far off from that. Just screwed up. You know. Yeah, I do. Just wow. Yeah. So hoping that uh, uh, DeSantis crashes and burns and quick. Yeah, before it even gets to that fucking point. Yeah. Because he's dangerous. He's also uh, he's also peddling hate. Big time. So many things. people are moving out of Florida. Yeah. Well, so many people are moving down there. Um, for one thing. 
What's that? For taxes. Oh, yeah. I can see that. People are moving out because of the laws being passed that yeah. suppress people. Yeah. That's a big reason, like, yeah. to say, well, there's a lot of people moving to Florida. Look at that. Well, that is strictly yeah. a money thing. Yeah. That's it. People from California, people from up here, especially in New York, yeah. the taxes are fucking astronomical. They are. You know where they're moving to? Where are they Car- moving to? South Carolina and Georgia. Oh, okay. I know more people that moved to Georgia in the last two years than I do okay. in Florida. All right. And, you know, you hear people moving out again. People are moving to Florida because of money. Yeah. Not because of laws that will yeah. impact them. Yeah. 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 Because I would imagine it's only a matter of time, even like you're moving there because you're going to get the tax break because there's no state. Oh, wait till, Disney, wait till Disney World moves out. And exactly. they're moving out. Trust me, they're there moving you out. Go. They're not going to wait until he fucking yeah. runs for president or whatever he does. They're going to be like, you know what? We're going to send a message. These motherfuckers that want to try to tell us what to do. We're fucking Disney. We're a billion dollar company. They're fucking, you know, this was Swampland. We built on fucking Swampland. We bring in so much money to this state. You don't need to fucking have all these people live here. There's no income tax, state income tax because of us. Yep. Now you want to fucking tell us, you want to put your fucking people in to tell us what to do? Exactly. I don't fucking think so. What's going to happen when Disney moves out? Exactly. Who's that going to fall? That's going to unfortunately fall on the next governor's fucking plate. It's true. It's very true. And it's going to fall on the citizens of Florida, who I would imagine will probably move away even quicker. Right. They'll probably move to Texas. Oh, maybe Texas. Or they might move to, I'm not sure actually where, I know there are some other states that have uh, no state income tax. I, I just, off the top no, of my head, st- I don't know. Texas has a state income tax, I think. I think you're right. Maybe not because of and the oil. But- Texas is a mess at this point, too. Yeah, they're, they're a mess as far as like when it comes down, down to weather. I, I know last year, last winter, uh, people were freezing to death in their homes because uh, basically the state took over uh, took over the electricity and then didn't manage it. So uh, basically when frost had hit, when big frosts had hit, uh, uh, people's heating systems completely broke down and they weren't able to warm their homes anymore and people died in their homes. So Texas is a hot mess too. But it's the same type of thing. Again, Texas and Florida, government is the whole war on the woke thing and that's what they're banking on. And how well is that working for either of them? Yeah. But, you know, everybody... uh... Everybody's against that until they find out their family members, you know, either bi or homosexual or trans. That's the thing. And it's like, oh, you know what? You know, maybe we should revisit this. There you go. And when it comes down to it, I know there was the, um, oh, I'm trying to remember. It was, uh, it's just on the tip of my tongue. He was a, uh, he was a psychiatrist, psychiatrist or psychologist who I think had early 1900s or maybe it was the 1920s. Either way, early-ish 1900s. Right. Uh, no, not Freud. A different one. And there was actually a movie made about it. He, what he had done, just uh, not an experiment. He had done interviews with people from all over the country, and they would come and sit down with him, and he would just find out uh, from there, just asking questions about people's eyes. Uh, when I say sexual preferences, it sounds like oh, he was trying to pick them up. Like no, literally, like uh, finding out uh, how many people are gay. How many people are bisexual? Have you ever taken a shot to the mouth? Nothing like that, no. But it was just like apparently very clinical. The whole thing, just finding out, like, yeah. okay, what is, what is what is everyone if they come in? What so that was the thing. Purposes? If that guy came in there, said, "Oh, come over here, sit on my lap." No. If they sat on his lap, no. the interview would be over because he would know the answer. No, yeah, no, that that wasn't. No, if they was. went and sat in the chair, still it would is, be over because, like, you know what? I got my answer. Is that what you I don't think need to ask you any questions? Is that what you think it was? Come on, how are you going to interview that many people that quickly? By, Say, by asking questions. <laughs> asking questions. That's the only thing you need to do, honey. Is that, is that it? Is that, is that how you always Say, ask questions? No, do I you, don't ask questions do you, like that. Well, I'm saving do time. Do you regularly have people ask people to come up and sit on your lap to find <laughs> out what their sexual preferences are? No, but if I was doing that, that's what I would do to save time. But I'm not a physician, honey. I'm just a fucking trying to make people laugh, okay? <laughs> it's 
Just doing my best. Trying to have some fun before I die, honey. That's it. All right. <laughs> I don't want anybody sitting on my lap because I got a fucking bad knee. All right. You know that. I do. All right. That's it. End of story. No more ganging up on me. Am I ganging up on you? I feel like it, yeah. Is that right? You do. I wasn't saying anything. You don't need to. It's your tone. But I wasn't saying anything. There's no tone if I'm well, not if, speaking. Well, if, you know, everybody could see the look you're giving me. You mean the side eye I'm giving you? The side eye. <laughs> That's why we re need a real show. Oh, man. People could see your beautiful face. Oh, thank you, Panda. And see your handsome one. See how you got out of that? I do. Oh, but no. But this is what this doctor actually did. He did interviews with people and found out that basically almost everybody is at least a little bit bisexual. Mm -hmm. Not full bisexual, but at least a little bit. Right. He said there's a very, very tiny percentage of the population that's totally heterosexual. There you go. <laughs> See that? You just play that in the waiting room. Is that right? And just watch whoever's tapping their knee. Is then they don't even have to come in. You okay. already know. All right, this guy's, or the, you know, this guy's kind of grooving to that song. Clearly, he's a homosexual. Well, what about women? They wouldn't be, they wouldn't, they'd be indifferent to this song. But, but I'm tapping my knee to this song. Because you're on a podcast. If you're in, a, in an office situation, I, I would tap my knee to the song. You would not. I would. Well, then I think you know you, me. You, you know have, me. Yeah, I have to bring you in for further questioning. <laughs> now, what kind of further questioning would that be? I don't know. I've never gotten that far yet. You know what? What's that? <laughs> Are you going to bring in Judge Judy? No, that? I'm bringing myself in. I'll, judge, I'll be the judge of that. You'll be the judge of what to do with me. Right. <laughs> there you go. I think you know what to do with me. I do. <laughs> At this point in time. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, speaking of terrible behavior when it comes down to, uh, uh, when it, it comes down to sexual tendencies. Right. Um, I hear there's, uh, I don't know if you heard of this. There's a, a guy named Andrew Tate mm -hmm. who is a self-identified misogynist. Mm -hmm. He's an asshole. Oh, and yeah, I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, he opened And his out. brother. Yeah, there you go. They have both been arrested and charged with rape in Romania and, and human trafficking. trafficking yeah, that's which the big is one. horrifying. That's the big one. And forming an organized crime group to sexually exploit women. Because, what? of course, that means that means uh, basically gang rape. What? Which is terrible. The, uh, uh, the, uh, what is it? Um, which one? Read it again. Controversial influencer Andrew Tate has been charged in Romania with rape, human trafficking. And human trafficking is the one yeah. he's going away for a long time. I could see that. Human Either trafficking. Either that or because he's got a couple million bucks because I there guess he was involved in a lot of porn too. Oh, I didn't know he was involved in a lot of porn, but I yeah. know that he's a uh, a right a far right um, uh, pundit. So he gets money from people who identify with this. He gets money from MAGA. Fans, I'm just thing. saying. What's up, Rocky? Thanks for joining us, Rocky. Rocky I'm just saying. Six. I'm just saying, but that's the one he's going to go down on. Excuse the pun. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I bet you're right. Well, between human trafficking and also, again, organized crime, organized crime group to sexually exploit women, because that's very much the same kind of thing. Well, because um, human trap, this uh, organized crime group to sexually exploit women that is human trafficking. I know, but I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. What's going on, Rocky? Da -da -da -da. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Oh, are you gonna are you gonna play it? No, I don't have it. Oh, that's a shame. I'm yeah. surprised you don't have it. I should have it. You should. I, I was gonna say, of all people, you should definitely have it. Mm -hmm. How about this one? Oh, how about the dealer? Yes, 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 yes. That's You're funny. not Jewish, are you, Rocky? Well, listen, we're New, we're New Yorkers. We live in New York City. Everybody's at least a little yeah, Jewish. Yeah, but by I don't know if Rocky is. I don't know. 
I'm just saying here in New York, everybody's at least a little Jewish by proxy. That's true. And just the way it works, and that's cool. We dig it. Oh yeah, it's true. Human trafficking also includes men. Yeah, exactly. It is true. That's something. Um, I know. Uh, I know. I know one man who was who was sexually assaulted by his new roommate, which is wow. horrible. Oh, Rocky Raccoon that's is calling crazy. in. Rocky, up, how, are, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Good. <clears throat> above ground and breathing air. That's a good sign. <laughs> that's yeah, all you can age, ask for. Yeah, my age, you don't get too many more sunrises. Oh, no? How old are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm 67. 67. Right on, Rocky. Uh, it's not the years, it's the mileage, my friend. It's true. Well, happy 67 years in that case. All right. When's not your birthday? I'm happy. <laughs> uh, well, hoping in the January. All right. Well, hoping the rest of your years, however long you're around, are very, very happy in that case. Yeah, actually, actually, it's more like hobbling around my later years. Oh man! Yeah. Well, hoping for hoping for far better. Yeah, hopefully it does. I mean, you know, we came to the right place. Yeah, I got a lot of injuries I had when I was in the military. I mean, I've oh, served man, twenty-two that's, years. That's oh, wow. tough. Which which department did you serve in? Uh, I was in the the army. All That's right. like most of the time I spent my most of my time about 18 years of I spent in the 82nd. Wow. Man. Airborne. Yeah. And you survived it. Yeah. Yeah, it beat me up pretty good. Uh, sorry, sorry for your injur injuries, yeah. but again, hooray no for deal. actually getting out alive. Well, there is a few close calls. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. sure. Where, where did you serve? Where were you stationed? Well, see, I stayed, I was at Fort Bragg from, uh, eight, let's see, from 75 to 79, and I got out for a little bit, and went back in, and went back to Bragg from 80, yeah, from 80 till 85. All right. And I went to nursing school, and then I went Good for you. Work in the hospital at uh, Fitzsimmons there in Aurora, Colorado, which is now a VA hospital. Oh, and nice. uh, then I went to Korea and then I went back to 82nd and spent the, the last uh, eight years. I got back there in 89 after I left Korea. I got there in January of 89 and I retired from Fort Bragg at. Uh, April 1st, ninth, uh, yeah, 1997. Well, congratulations on your retirement. And I'm going to say 82nd, you were, you actually established entry points, right? Yeah, I was, I was, Ooh. uh, I, I spent my time, my first tour was in infantry. And then after that, I got out and bummed around for a while trying to get a job and went back in as a medic. I spent okay. the rest of my time in the medical field. That's cool. And you said you went to school to be a nurse. What kind of nurse are you? Well, it was a what what we would call the nurses. Actually, uh, it's a uh, like an LPN, ninety one okay. Charlie. Well, that is but mad I worked cool. At a, huh? That is mad cool. Good for you. Well, I, I went all the way up to the thirteenth month, and then I decided I don't want to do this. That's all and right. <laughs> That's a good sense I, of self. I, I actually, I actually had to go through a process to get out of the school, and then oh. they sent me to the hospital to work for three years, and then I changed my MOS back to ninety-one Bravo, and okay. went to my, my B school, my my thirty course, which is a you know, uh, staff sergeant above. You have to have a, the the uh, thirty course. Okay. And got that out of the way and went back to Fitzsimmons, worked in the ER for about uh, 11 months. And then they sent me to Korea and I made my oh, way wow. back to Fort Bragg. They were going to send me to 7th Light Infantry and I kept fighting it until I got back to Bragg while I was in Korea. And uh, when me and my wife were sitting there in the, in, the, in the front room watching TV one night, they showed the earthquake happening in or in Oakland area. Oh. 
I said, aren't you glad we didn't go to Fort Irwin? Yeah. <laughs> I would think so. Oh, man. Yeah. Now you, said, now, you said you were working in the ER for a while. What were you doing in the ER? Well, when I got my B course, I was basically, I was a paramedic. All right. That's really cool. Well, I when I first went in, I became an EMT. That's and then when you cool. go to B school, yeah. Well, I went to I went to a separate class for EMT when I got to division. Right. I got put on the national registry, but I was still in the army. And then uh, it just and gives you more. You were, that's how you were certified as a medic too. In that case, right? Well, yeah, but your certification comes at your unit level. I mean, you're working in an okay. aid station and a PA and everybody instructs you on how you're supposed to do things because they don't tell you everything in school. Yeah, I of can course say not. that. I can say, oh, yeah, Almond Dog, thanks for joining us. Hey, Almond Dog. But yeah, it, it's, you're right. It's different. They Well, they teach you what they can, I'm sure. Yeah. I went, I went to the 30 course and I, I left there with uh, advanced trauma life support and advanced cardio life support and advanced uh, uh, patient care, which with basically is evac yeah. and doing yeah. minor surgery. Yes. You know, and uh, just kind of blossomed from there. And I had, had spent a lot of my time being in the other fields in the aid station. Like one of my jobs is a records clerk. So I literally went in and, and cleaned the records up and got everything straight the way it's supposed to be instead of the way they had it. Okay. And then they moved me into medical supply for the aid station. And I had to maintain the loadout. Okay. It was 33 chest set you had to maintain. Oh, yeah. And that's mean you had to go through and make sure you had all the medicines within their expiration dates and oh, ordering yeah. supplies and, and stocking A bags and, you know, just all kinds of different things you had to do to have equipment ready. He even I'm had sure. to learn how to work on some of the equipment. You know, yeah, and, oh, that uh, makes sense. Yeah. And, I went from there, you know, when I left that point, I went to nursing school. But before I went to nursing school, I memorized the Allied Nursing Handbook, which is what the 91 Charlie went off of. Okay. So it was literally a breeze for me to get through the school. But at one point I said, no, I don't want to be in a hospital for the next 10, 15 years. There you go. Because that's what it would be. Yeah. And we thought I was going to go to Germany my entire class. <laughs> went to really? Germany and I went to Fitzsimmons, which <laughs> people would give their left nut to get to Fitzsimmons because it's close to the ski slopes. <laughs> okay, I could see that. Well, I mean, so, Germany's nice, but there you go. If you want the ski slopes, then yes, Fitzsimmons. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they were trying to punish me for leaving the school, but yet somebody oh. was looking out for me. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I yeah. take it you ski. Say again? So you ski, right, Rocky Raccoon? Well, I, I I learned how to ski back when I was in infantry. We went up to Snow Hill Ski Resort in New York outside of Fort Drum where we went up for winter training and we got to learn how to ski up there. And yeah, I can really ski, cool. but I'm not really... With, with your injuries, how well can you ski well, I didn't get injured. Uh, the, the thing of it was is we went up there and literally demolished the ski resort we oh. had a battalion of guys up there doing downhill with cross-country skis. <laughs> oh, wow. We tore up a lot of stuff. We took out bushes, tore oh. out the gate down in, or the, the little fence in front of the ski lift and took out a lister bag. And one guy smacked into a car as parked in the parking oh, lot. Oh, no. So Everything was literally, there were, there were right, it was literally uncontrolled. Left. It was literally uncontrolled speed and... Oof. inability to stop. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's cross-country skiing. I don't think stopping is too much of an issue. Well, we, we actually tore up them near every ski we had, and they, and they were giving us the regular downhill skis, and we still How had problems with those. Yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> that's a whole other thing to learn. Oh, yeah. But it, it, it was a ski resort. It was a downhill ski resort. It took us there to learn how to cross-country ski, which was kind of stupid. 
you know? Yeah, I was going to say, a ski resort, that's not going to be it. <laughs> yeah. Because ski resorts are known for their mountainous ranges. Well, mountainous range. I, I got on the lift one day and, uh, that toward the end of the day, and, and uh, one of the ski people were going up there, one of the people who ran the ski resort. Going up there, he goes, yeah, you guys are doing pretty good out here. He said, if I had had all you people as civilians, I would have had every every damn ambulance in the state here to get everybody uh, out. <laughs> well, I would think probably a lot of it has to do with you're all in the military, so there's a certain level of probably an attitude of suck it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, walk it off. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> I would imagine ski funny, injuries, walk, ski injuries, probably walking it off is not the best way to handle it, but... Oh, yeah. uh, a lot of guys would actually aim for other guys down on the field there, you know, oh, go, going down, the, going awful. down the, the Dagon uh, runway and you see some of your buddies up there and go, yeah, I'm going to go in there and cut into them oh. and literally cut. Uh, but that don't work on cross country skis because you just broke the Dagon slat that was underneath <laughs> your foot right off of it. It was, it was fiberglass. You just snap oh, off man. and everybody go tumbling all over the place. We had guys that literally were taking out small saplings and, and small cedar bushes. <laughs> oh, just it wow. Fun. It would have made a great Dagon parlay movie of us going in there and destroying a Dagon ski resort. <laughs> we actually had a guy who dropped one of his one of his ski poles. So instead of going to the top and going down with one, he jumped off the ski oh. lift about 25 foot. Oh God! Not no, too bright. He didn't hurt him. No. He didn't hurt him. Really? He had his skis on. He had his skis on. His skis snapped in half, but it basically oh. it broke his his fall <laughs> going into the snow. That's. I'm impressed. I did. I would not have thought that it would have broken his fall. I would have still expected there would have been a uh, painful landing. Oh yeah, he was still in a little bit <laughs> of pain, but well, yeah. you know, it's like <laughs> shit. No oh, big thanks deal. Thanks for liking the show, humble dog. So, wow. so you you say that's uh, funny that 101st Airborne sucks, huh? Well, the 101st Airborne, you know, they have a few people there that jump. They have a battalion there, and they're scattered around in the in the division, and they have their little jumper platoons. Okay. And the same way with a lot of other places, you'll see these. There's jumpers in other divisions throughout the army. They're basically they're scouts. Oh, or okay. something like that, you know. But the 82nd is an entire airborne division. Mechanics okay. to the infantry. Everybody is jump qualified and everybody jumps really? regularly. Even and the you heavy drop. Well, you, you heavy drop all your equipment when you oh. have to. Okay. And, you know, and that that is that is comical right there. How so? Well, sometimes the parachutes don't open, <laughs> and oh, then big God. packages go streaming into the ground and blow up, or you lose a vehicle, wow. or you stick a cannon in the dirt down there. Oh, so then, oh, yeah. then you then you've got the rest of your fellow soldiers that that have to go down there and dig out what's in the dirt. I know the, the the guys who are in charge of that piece of equipment have to go dig it out. Everybody else got a oh. mission. <laughs> oh, just wow. I had, I've had everyone, I've had uh, DZ coverage where the medics go out there from Petunia, go out there, like I'll be doing something for, say, the 505 and doing the drop zone coverage to make sure that if anybody hits the ground, their medics don't have to scurry to those people if they don't want to. Yeah. We're there to, to do the, the, the first responder part of it. That makes sense. And I've seen guys that really get messed up. I mean, I've seen guys break their backs. Oh, easily. I could see that. Yeah. Split like you're their saying femur in half. Oh, oh man. That's rough. You learn how to use a traction splint when yeah. you're jumping. You know? Definitely. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was going to say the, uh, I was going to say traction splints. And of course, the cat tourniquets. I'm sure those are like gold. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had guys I've, I've come up on it. I've seen going in and you think, man, this guy's going to be messed up. You get there and all you see is an empty chute. It's like, where's the guy at? Yeah, I was going to say, that's not a good sign. Yeah. But no, no. He got up and left. 
Oh, okay. I was assuming. Yeah, but he was you see, him, you somewhere. see him hit the ground so damn hard, Oof. you know, and it's like, where'd he go? <laughs> he should be here. Yeah, I would, I would hope, because at this point, like you said, especially if it's a if it's a fractured femur or a split femur, this guy yeah, shouldn't be moving anywhere. Well, <laughs> no, he he. The, the, those guys are usually standing there, but guys that who who are hit, and I've I've done that several times. Hit the ground so they going hard. You think you break something. You sit there and you try to move each and every piece yeah. of your body to make sure nothing's broken. You get up, you go into your rally point. Yeah. At that point, to the, hey, man, you look like you got messed up. Yeah, my shoulder's all screwed up. My back's a little messed up. Oh, you want to go back in? No, I'm good. Yeah, you know. It's like me, you know, on my motorcycle, if I fell or yeah. got hit. Most of the times, if I get hit by a car... I would stand up. I'd look. Okay, I got both arms and both legs. You know what? Yeah. It's all good. Motorcycle is yeah. fucked up, but you know what? I don't care. Yeah, I got all my all my fucking limbs. That's what matters. I actually I actually jumped into California back in uh, was it eighty three. Okay. Eighty two or eighty three. We had a giant exercise out there. It was the largest mass tax since D Day. We had an entire reinforced brigade going in to whip the crap out of the day on California mm-hmm. National Guard because they thought they could penetrate our triple AD defense. Oh. And we held them off for nine days. But on the wow. jump, we jumped four simultaneous drop zones. And we didn't know about the Santa Ana wind. Oh. And we went in with heavy drop first and then troops. And mm-hmm. you would be standing in the door or shuffling to the door. And all of a sudden, the, the red light comes on and you stop. You know, it's like, what the heck? You know, wind, yeah, wind, mean, you know. Yeah. And jumped out, I went, I crossed underneath the airplane with somebody else because we were doing static line jump. I crossed underneath somebody else and they took out four of my suspension lines. Shit. And I'm How going into that shit. Like I can't, I, well, I, I'm going, I, I can't steer this bad boy. I'm just, I'm on it for the ride and, and oh, everybody's hollering at me. To, yeah. Well, everybody's hollering at me to, to pull my reserve, as you know, I ain't I ain't pulling the reserve because I'm seeing everything around me billowing. Everything on the ground is being yeah. drugged and messed up and stuff. And because of, like you said, it's it, that wind you didn't know about. Yeah, yeah, I was just watching the parachutes on the ground because that gives you a good indication if you have a reserve out, you're not going to be in control of two parachutes at the same time. Oh. So I I rode it in. I broke my ankle. Oh. But man. we we had a hundred and. 198 people got injured in medevac and lost four guys on it. Oh, I'm sorry. Four guys know. hit hit the ground and got drug into pallets or hit the pallets before they even hit the ground. Wow. And it, it was pretty devastating. But that was we only had it was just under eight percent uh attrition, which was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> that was excellent for a jump of that size. That you know, is they said, oh, we've done great. We only lost 186 guys out of the battle and we, we lost four people. Man, and we still had we still good. Well, we still had like nineteen hundred people. I was only sure part yeah. of that number, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You were I on the spent other side nine of that day- Well, I spent the next nine days out there with the tow platoon who I was assigned to. Thanks, yeah, we were in this in a basically a dug-in position, and all I did all was right. I get up every now and then, and I walk around the perimeter to see everybody's doing. And I was I was using two cami poles because one cami pole wasn't tall enough. Okay, and about eight foot of cami pole out there, and I'm walking, and <laughs> they started calling me Moses. Here comes Moses, <laughs> you know, walking across the desert. <laughs> oh man, yeah. so. And you uh, say you you developed a developed a reputation. Well, you, the medic always develops a reputation. If you're good, you're you're great. If you're bad, you're you're a piece of crap. All but right, I, I never had that. that. I never had that problem. That's good. I treated That's everybody good the same. That's I threw good. my back out one time in a in a oh. in a, a an ambush. It was a you know training ambush. I picked the guy up with his rucksack, my rucksack, and me. And hauled off with him, but went about 150 yards and dropped him down. And that's when I knew I threw my back out. Oh, I was only toting about 300 pounds. 
And that, yeah, I was say 300 pounds. I love how you said only 300 pounds. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. One of my classmates, he's actually currently in the army and he'd said, oh, well, I only carry about 60 pounds. I said, only 60 pounds. He oh, said, well, yeah, that's really nothing. <laughs> my rucksack, most guys carried a small Alice or the medium sized Alice. I carried the large Alice because I also had to put a medical equipment on me. I had a 40 pound aid bag plus all the other crap I had to carry. Oh, yeah, and that's, I was, it all I, added up to 300. No, I, I, I was cranking around a 100-pound rucksack. Ouch. And I only weighed 165 pounds. <laughs> so what you're saying is... I don't want to ask you what you weighed down, but... <laughs> there you go. But I'm just thinking, yeah, in, in addition to that, I'm just thinking, too, how much do your back and your shoulders hate you and your knees hate you at this point? Well, I, I, I didn't get to the good part. I broke oh my neck in Desert Storm. You broke your neck. Yeah, broke my neck in Desert wow. Storm. It took him took him a year and a half to figure it out. Then I got Wait, operated did you figure on. Figure out that it was broken. Yeah, what? I actually went to I actually went to selection to Special Forces selection. The first day I maxed the PT test. The second day I couldn't do one push up. Yeah, it, I tweaked With my a neck. Broken neck. Yeah. Yeah. That is something. But now, I had it what, fixed by have, a doctor. Oh, I had it fixed by a doctor who I worked for at Fitzsimmons. Okay. I was on the neurosurgical ward when I was up there for my nursing stint. Okay. And he became the head neurosurgeon of the army. He said, hey, don't, don't worry about it, Sarge. You got you covered. I'm going to be taking care of the operation myself. That, oh, he so comes you in, surgery to correct it. Yeah. He okay. comes in. He says, I got to ask you one question. I said, what's that, sir? He says, you want to jump? I said, what's my chances of walking off the drop zone? He said, slim to none. I said, well, I guess go. I don't want to jump anymore. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, just thinking too, with a broken neck, you were lucky that you weren't completely immobilized right off the bat. Well, it was more, the, 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 it wasn't fractured. I had blown the disc in my neck, C6 and really? C7, which, which blew my arms out. You know, oh, I couldn't yeah, okay. use my arms very good. Yeah, I could see that. And, yeah. Yeah. But over using traction and, and massaging my neck and stuff like that, I was able to maintain a bit, but it got to a certain point where I would lose feeling in my arms. It's like, hey, yeah. man, something's really wrong. So I go to the yeah, hospital to see a neuros, uh, neurologist. Yeah, good. And as I'm walking down the hallway, I see another doctor I work for. Actually, I didn't see. He seen me. Oh. He said, hey, Ron, come over here. I walked over. Said, where, where are you going? I said, I'm going to go see a neurologist. I think I've messed my neck up. He said, well, I got yeah. a CAT scan right here. He said, it's open right now. Oh, yes, CAT yes, scan. yes. So he threw me on the CAT scan, got that done. He, and I get up and I go out to the his desk there. He says, I hate to tell you this, but you, your, your neck's pretty much broken. He said, take this CAT scan to your to your appointment here. And I had like 15 more minutes to get my appointment. Good. And I went in there and the doctor said, okay, we need to do this test and this test and this test. I said, well, let, let me kind of shorten it down a little bit. Here's the CAT yeah. scan I just got taken about 20 minutes ago. He looks at it and goes, well, we ain't got to do any tests. Your next there you go. <laughs> and it's something just thinking too. I'm well, I'm uh, uh, wondering with uh, you said you had surgery to correct it. Did you had discs? Did you have the discs replaced? Did you have fusions? What did you have done for C5 and C6? Initially, oh, I had a C6, C7 fusion done from a piece oh, of my C6, hip. C7. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then after I got out, I was. Thought I was good. I go into construction. I run a construction business. Oh, and at that time, oh, no, I was roofing some houses. And then it started really kicking me down. And then I went to the yeah. VA and they put me on a bunch of drugs and stuff and said, Oh, we can't do anything for you. You're, you're, if we operate on you, you'll lose more than you have right now. So I stayed drugged up for about eight years. Oh, and then one doctor I got. And I, I switched doctors many times because they yeah. would get really upset with me sometimes when I ask them questions. Yeah. But yeah. I had one doctor who. valid reason to ask those questions. Yeah. Well, the questions I asked them are like, where's your medical license? 
Oh no. Oh you know, yeah, that's okay. A lot of VA doctors aren't aren't boarded anymore. They lost their license, so they get a job with the government. Really? I didn't know okay. that. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> no, I had no idea. I researched it before I asked them. But anyway, I got one doctor who I was changed over to from from a prior doctor who I really got mad at me. Yeah. He's, so I get this other doctor, and, and he's quite old. He's in his 80s. All so right. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for a little while. I've been here for about five years. I'm getting ready to retire out and just go fishing. I said, okay. Okay, I yeah. said, what's the problem? I said, well, I said, I'm still having problems with my neck. He said, man, he said, what's going on with it? I said, well, the VA don't want to operate on it. Yeah. He said, I got a surgeon for you. He'll take care of it. That's awesome. Well, yeah, but it gets better. Oh, let's hear it. the name down on the back of his card. Yes. I looked at it, and I turned it over, and I looked at it. I said, are you related to this guy? He said, that surgeon's my son. He's the best in Montana. Oh, that's wonderful. And I go to him. I go to him, and he takes one look at my my new MRI I had. Yeah, and he says, sure. He says, your, your fusion's fine, he said, but the problem Good. with neck injuries is you'll break them again somewhere else usually okay, right above yeah, it, right that. below okay so I mean, now i'm fused from t1 all the way to t4 okay because i broke it in two more places oh man so you you've got fusions in your mid back too i got two giant pieces of steel in my neck <laughs> Uh, you know Titanium. what? That's, that's oh, all man. right. How, yeah. Are you at least are you at least feeling better after those fusions? Oh yeah, I gained a little back from it, and it, it helped Good. me out. I mean, you know, I'm still able to walk and do things. That's I just wonderful. gotta know my limits. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Can't that's the hardest thing. That. Yeah, that's a, yeah. It's a good way to put it. Limits. Uh, it can be. It can be uh, very. Uh, as I say, it uh, knocks your pride down a little bit. Like. I'm limitless. Like I can do just as much as I could before. Like no, no, reel it in. But that's good. I'm glad. Well, it's like the old. It's like the old saying says. You know, your mind says, "Yeah, I can do it." And your body says, "Don't even try it." Well, exactly. The mind know. is willing. The body says no. Exactly. <laughs> I still do a lot of things, but I'm I'm medically retired on disability. The whole nine yards. Good for VA. you. So. I really don't have to worry too much about anything except who they give me for a doctor. But, well, you know, hopefully, hopefully you have, uh, of course you can keep in touch with that surgeon. Uh, that's the son of the other, again, probably at this point in time, retired doctor, a VA doctor that I connect you to. Well, that, that, that guy is gone. And, but I know his son, I mean, he operated on me twice. He put a fusion oh, in my right. neck, sent me home. And about three weeks into my healing process, I snapped it again at oh, C4 no. and 5. So he oh, brought no. me back in. Within a couple of days, he had me back in, had me operated on and sent me back home with another fusion. So, yeah, you're fused between C4 and C5, too? I'm, I'm plated and fused between T1 up to C4. Yeah. Okay. All right. I only have C3 and C2 left in the orbit. <laughs> you know what? That's all right. As long as you're functional, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. And not in too much pain. Oh, man. Yeah, my, my back is so screwed up. He looked at my MRI on my back. He said, well, we got two options. He said, one, we can operate on it and put a, yeah. a, a plate in your back. I said, yeah. well, what's my, what's the recovery time? He said, oh. It might take five to six years, maybe 10. Because at that wow. time I was 60 years old. Okay. I said, what's my, what, what's my other option? He said, just live with it till you can't live with it no more. So that's what I'm doing. Oh, man. Well, hoping that the pain is at least bearable enough that you can handle just living with it. It is. It is. Good. Sometimes I overdo it. You know, try to pick something up too heavy and I pay for it for a day or two, but. Can't play around yeah. with that. Yeah. Can't do it. I'm old, enough, well, I'm old enough that stuff don't fall apart anyway, so I'm not too worried about it. That's good. 
Or oh man. We gotta go eat dinner, I think, we at this do. point. Yeah, I was gonna say it's almost nine o'clock. We haven't had dinner yet. Yeah. So we're gonna, we're gonna wrap gonna it work up. On that. And but we will be back on tomorrow. Yes, we will. A little bit earlier though. There you go. Yeah, I think it probably <laughs> what do you think, like six? Probably something like that. That'll work, but it was good getting to talk with you, Rocky. Yeah, all the way, Rocky. You know, all the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rocky. yeah, exactly. Rocky reference. That's the, uh, no, all the way is a. Uh, a all the way is what the NCOs and enlisted say, and the officers say airborne. Oh, I don't, okay. I, I don't say airborne because I wasn't an officer, so you can't blame me for that. That's um, all right. Well, that's <laughs> a phrase that the uh, <laughs> first used. Oh, man. Well, I'll actually, Oh, go ahead. I, actually, when somebody come by and say all the way, is it up your butt? Yeah. <laughs> oh, very army thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> but all right, everybody, we'll catch you all tomorrow. Yes. Thanks again, everybody. Well, thanks for putting up with me. And yeah, we'll good talking to you, Rocky. Yeah, very good, Rocky. Yeah. Thank you. If you'd like to join us again, we'll be on again tomorrow at 6 p.m. Yeah, and thanks, Humble Dog. Yeah, good to see you, Humble Dog. We'll yeah. catch you all tomorrow. All right.